So, quick introductions. All the way from Armenia today, I propose, uh, I guess. Uh, Mano, who are you? Yeah, so I'm the founder of Giragosian Media. Uh, we are a digital marketing agency. We help like e-commerce brands mainly, and we have some personal brands as a clients as well. We work with them to help them generate more sales and generate more leads, mainly through Facebook ads and content on social media. Okay. I also host the Perspective podcast where I interview young and successful entrepreneurs. So yeah, mainly that's what I do. I'm cool. into content, like I'm all the day on social media. I produce <laughs> a lot of content. So yeah, that's what nice. I do. Nice. Right. So uh, today I've got my two sons on board as well. Luckily, uh, they're the co-hosts of the show. So yes. start with the most Russian name. Ivan. That's you. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice to meet and you. And Charlie over here as well. Charlie, yeah. So yeah, nice they're a bit guys. younger than you and they're a bit older than you. And... Um, yeah, let's jump straight in. So how come you got into social media? Yeah, so, you know, it's a very interesting story. I was born in Syria in 2014 because of the war. I had to immigrate to Armenia because I'm yeah. Armenian, but I was born there. And when we came here to Armenia, I was 17 years old. And, you know, I didn't have money and I wanted to start a business. Uh, basically, in the beginning, it, it my goal wasn't just like to start a business, but my goal was to earn money, like from doing something. Because, you know, I came to a new country and I didn't have anything here. I didn't know anyone. I didn't have money. I didn't have knowledge because, you know, I was still in high school in Syria. Then I had to immigrate. So basically, there was two reasons that I got into social media. One of them was that uh, there's a potential to start a business at low or no cost because, you know, you can just open it page on social media and start yep. your business and the other thing was interesting as well is that i'm an introverted person so i don't have the courage i didn't have the courage like to go out and talk with people and communicate so yep. i used to hide behind the screen and that was the reason i started producing a lot of content which right. was i mean it opened a huge opportunity to me because i started like meeting new people and i started uh, getting business from there so basically, I built like my business and back of social media. That's how I started. And then, I mean, I started diving deeper into content and uh, like starting, started to work with different people, which built my experience. Yep. And currently, like I have clients from all over the world. That's really cool. So you're the first uh, guest from, from uh, uh, Armenia that I ever had. And you're also amongst the younger guests. And, uh, and uh, I'm just a bit curious, how old are you? If you don't mind, I'm 24. 24. So, uh, Ivan Sholi were in Syria while you lived there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't remember, uh, they can't remember. They, they were so young. We were in Damascus mainly. And I was oh. working in Israel, Lebanon, Jordan, and Egypt at the time. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to live in Aleppo, but I have okay. been in Damascus as well. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. It's very fortunate what happened in Aleppo. Okay, so yeah, I I know I know your home country, and uh, that's that's just uh, an observation. So, Ivan, why why and how do you use social media? Well, for me personally, uh, I have a pretty big future plans in terms of sports and things. So a lot of what I'm doing is is posting so people can look back from the future and see how I how I progressed through yeah. the time. 
So I, I know that, that that rings a bell for you, I, I think, Mano. Who else says you should like post even in the beginning so you see the journey? One of your kind of mentors, who would that be? Yeah, it would be Gary Vaynerchuk. You Absolutely. Know. And, What's your link to Gary? <laughs> yeah, you know, so I met Gary in 2000. Uh, I'm not remembering. Maybe it was in 2019 that he came to Armenia, but I used to consume his content before that as well. Yeah. So, you know, uh, just like the guys, I didn't have experience because I was like uh, at a young age. So I was a little bit shy to not shy to produce content but i wasn't confident enough because you know many people think like people would start judging me or i don't have enough experience to talk about it and then when i started like seeing those different people online and i even talked with gary he said that you don't have to always create content you just have to document your process like what yeah. you are doing uh, even though if you are failing and you produce content about that you know it's more valuable than the successes because people would relate to it more than the successes because that's what people are facing in their daily life. Yeah. So even if you are failing, if you, if you are trying something new, if you just share that, actually sometimes it works even better than the professional content because people would relate to it. And that was like the thing that, uh, I mean, it clicked for me and I decided to start producing content. When I just started producing content, I didn't have, I mean, the knowledge that I have now. I was just, for example, I was also working in a company. So whatever that used to happen with me daily in that company, I was just documenting it and publishing it. Okay. For example, I would discuss something with my colleagues there and I would have some opinions about that topic. Then I would go just write about that topic, just my personal opinion. And you might be wrong. You, you don't have to be always right, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, we are all people. So you don't have to be always right with your content. Just put out what you have. And I mean, Perfect. people would be engaging with. So in, in less than three sentences, why is your English so good? Uh, actually, I don't consider it as good, you know. It is. So, uh, because my native languages were Armenian and Arabic. Yeah. I used to speak those languages. Then, and uh, you know, this is a great point. Like when I decided to start uh, like getting clients from the US and the UK and those countries, I knew that I have to produce content in English and I didn't know English. <laughs> I, I couldn't speak English. So that's why I even learned the new language just to start producing content and communicate with those people. Very then, so. you know, it's still not perfect, but yeah, I mean, I communicate with people, so I practice it daily and yeah, it's, it's even perfect, getting better. Perfect. That was more than three sentences, but no, I <laughs> joke aside, that's great. That's great, Manu, uh, because we have got listeners from so many countries, well over a hundred, I think 120 last time we checked. Uh, and it's so cool to see how many people that are tuning in where English is not the native mother tongue. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're just a great example of like, get out there, try it. And, and you will learn every single day. So I picked up and learned another word yesterday when I was writing a book in English, uh, which I've used for a very long time, but it was misspelled by someone else. So I learned something new there as well that I've used uh, a very similar word. So, Shawnee, how and why do you use social media? Um, I'm trying out social media because um, I just really want to build my own personal brand. All right. I think that's important. Perfect. I think... Um, 
I think I could create value in certain aspects of like, for example, I have a gaming channel, which I'm working on with a friend. Yep. And the fun part is that we are networking with like 30 other really small creators and we are going to try to play Minecraft together. So basically, uh, it is fun to meet new people in yep. the process. And yep. it's just an exciting thing for me to cool. document myself and kind of slowly build a personal brand, if that's what I'm doing. Yep. I'm not really sure. Just having fun, basically. Cool. Do you play any computer games at all? Do you have time for that? Uh, not too much, you know. So I have this, like, I, I usually like like to play some games sometimes so I can like take some rest, but I right. get bored so quickly. So that's why that's <laughs> it's fine. not my thing. <laughs> right. Shadow, any questions that springs to mind at all? Anything? Well, you <clears throat> I read the title of a video, something with, with one dollar a day. Mm, yeah, one one dollar a day to, to for your YouTube or for your Facebook or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. That was one reason why I actually found you. Do you know who Zach Scriven is? He's commented on LinkedIn. Uh, no, to be honest, I wasn't in touch with him, but I see him sometimes commenting on my right, posts. Cool. That, that's how I know. The reason why I ask yeah. is he has been on the podcast before. It was because he commented. That was how I found your video in the first place, even if we have been connected since before. So that's super cool. Right. Um, the question was, what is like the yeah. highlight from how people can get more views by us spending a very little on, on advertising? So I think this will be very relevant to many of the listeners. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the problem with social media is that sometimes people when produce content, uh, not too many people are seeing it because they limit the organic reach and uh, because that's how they make their money. And so in most cases, the problem is not the quality of content, but it's the distribution. That's why I was, I mean, I always think of new ways to distribute my content and get it in front of uh, more people. So I came across this strategy. It was uh, it was created by my friend, Dennis Yu. He's a the a digital marketing expert. Then when I saw him like talking about it, I started diving deeper into this and doing it for different clients of mine. So it's very interesting, you know, uh, let's say you have like some pillar piece of content, which is for example, your YouTube video, your podcast or any different pillar pieces of content. So what you will be doing is that to repurpose it into short pieces of content, for example, short clips or graphics or any micro piece of content and publish it on Facebook and Instagram. Then from there, you can boost it on Facebook. So they have the advertising option and you would add, let's say you have 10 creatives, you would add dollar a day budget for each. And the reason you will be adding $1 a day because it's the lowest possible budget that Facebook allows you to add. And if you don't have a big budget, it's a good start because like even with that dollar a day, you are getting your content in front of 400, 500 people. So actually it's a small number, but if you multiply it by 30 days, it's a big number. And if your content is good enough, those people will start like commenting on your post and engaging with it. And the more engagement you get on Facebook ads means that Facebook will understand the content as it's like high quality content. And when your content is high quality, they will decrease the CPM, which means you will reach more yeah. people with the same budget. So that's the main idea of it. So once you start boosting them, some people will start engaging with it. Some people will start following you. And some people will start even clicking on the link to go and watch the full episode. So you will be like getting traffic into different channels 
with a very low budget. And you can like multiply this number by 365 days and it will make it maybe more than a million views. So yeah. basically yeah. that's the strategy. And it's really interesting is that it's all about the small numbers that people think like they have to reach 1 million people in from the first video or immediately. And it's not about that. Like if you want to get a video viral, you have to spend some money on it and distribute it in the right way. I think that's a really smart uh, way to do like guerrilla marketing. Uh, Ivan, you have had a very consistent number of views on your YouTube channel, which he has not done any kind of marketing whatsoever. No. Just organic. Um, I have a fitness YouTube channel and uh, I've been posting for quite a long time, but uh, I want to get a bit stronger and a bit better and have a bit have a bit more credibility before I start um, really using my Instagram followers and things like that to to boost it up even more. What's what's your idea about like yeah. cr cross linking different media? I personally think that's a really good strategy. What what's your experience with the podcast, Facebook, Insta? Yeah. So yeah, currently I manage Gary V's Arabic YouTube channel. I, I have a huge expertise in YouTube. Like I have been growing the channel from 2000 to 88,000 subscribers in one year. So basically when it comes to YouTube, like uh, there are a few things that you need to focus on. One of them is the watch time. People, uh, like YouTube, the main signal for YouTube is that they would like people to stay on YouTube. So if your watch time is high, it means like they will start suggesting your video to more people. Yeah. And the other thing is the click-through rates. You need to have a high click-through rate. And this comes to your thumbnail and title. So if you have a good click-through rate, which is high, and at the same time, a high watch time, YouTube will start suggesting your video organically to more people. But you have to be careful here is that some people use clickbaits, which uh, makes them to get a high click-through rate, but low watch time. And those are the signals that your video's quality is low and it will affect you more than it helps you. Yeah, so yeah. this is one of the things you need to focus on uh, is to uh, get people's attention and do the best you can to make them stay on your channel. Even though if you can suggest them like different videos from your channel as well, so they start moving from one video to the other one. And the other thing is that you can do, as you mentioned, is to cross-publish your content on different channels. For example, you can create... 15 seconds teasers and publish them on TikTok. And the reason I mentioned TikTok is that the organic reach is so high there. And you can add, at the end of the video, you can add a call to action that says, go and watch the full video on YouTube, for example. Uh, you can publish it on IG Reels. The organic reach is high there as well. So yeah, cross-posting works as well. Those are some of the things you need to focus on when it comes to YouTube. It's interesting that you mentioned TikTok because I have a lot of friends who use TikTok. I personally don't use it, but it's much easier for them. I, or I heard a lot more people that said that they've got thousands and thousands of views there than on YouTube, for example. So I think more Yeah, TikTok has a very high organic reach. If you don't like to be on it, you can just repurpose your content from YouTube. So you don't have to shoot a separate video for TikTok. You can just change the uh, sizes of the video, the dimensions, and repurpose it into short videos to TikTok. That's what I do. I'm not so active on TikTok, but I use the same example to publish IG Reels. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I have been working a lot with consulting, so I'm very good at helping others. Sometimes I don't help myself as much. I know yeah, that you have got uh, a couple of uh, personal ways how people can find you, which is very different in terms of the numbers of the channels you manage. 
do you have time to focus on yourself and your personal brand? No, you know, that's funny. In a cheeky way, sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> people always ask me, like, for example, when I get in touch with a client, so I always mention that I work for Gary, like I yeah. grew the channel from zero to 80,000. And they always say like, so why your channel doesn't have as much subscribers as his? And, you know, uh, actually, I don't have the time to produce that much content because I'm busy working with different clients, like yeah. Yeah. even though when it comes to other services as well. So I try to do as much as I can for myself as well to use that as a credit. But you know, it's not necessary because I already have my portfolio of different works that I did for the clients. I, I can't like do it for myself as well, but I'm planning to do it in the future, like when I get bigger. Yeah. So you also try to, to manage social media for others, mm -hmm. uh, but on a smaller scale. What was your first experience with having a paying client to help you to help them, basically? What was your first experience? What do you mean by experience? Well, so when, didn't you make like a thumbnail or something? No, you, you work with Safari Lending, a company. Yeah, okay, yeah. Tell, tell us. Uh, the, so what I did was I shot, because Dad worked with Safari Lending. Uh, so what I did was I shot a video for them with my camera. Uh, and I edited it and uh, and promoted it and posted it. Yeah, well, helped with some of the Facebook and, advertising. Yeah, basics. so basically an advertising video for them. Yeah. And I incorporated some, because I do parkour, so I did like some clips and stuff in the video. Yeah. What, what uh, do you prefer the most of all the skills you apply in your daily job? What do you like most? I mean, really, uh, enjoy. I mean, the technical skills? Yeah, exactly. Or... Yeah, it might be anything from the editing to the copywriting to whatever. Yeah, when it comes to me, the most thing I enjoy is to create, to produce content in a written text. I like writing. Yeah. So that's why like most of my content on LinkedIn is written text. I enjoy that the most. And when it comes to the client work as well, I enjoy Facebook advertising. And uh, I also enjoy like doing content strategies for clients, you know, because most of them like have different types of audiences and interesting, like you have to be creative there, like to get your message out there in different ways. That's what I love as well. Yeah, yeah. So at the moment, uh, again, this doesn't matter, but it helps other people in a similar age bracket to, to find their way. Uh, are you self-employed or employed by a company in your role? No, currently I have my own agency. It's an agency with a small team, like we are four people currently working yeah. together. Okay. It's my business, you know, but when I started, like I was doing it all alone. It's like recently in the past few months, I just started hiring some people. Yeah. How do you find to be the big boss? Uh, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't consider myself as the boss, but you know, it's interesting. Like, uh, most people think that they, when they start hiring team members, it their work would be easier. But in reality, it's harder because now you have to manage different people. Now you have higher responsibilities, yes. and the client doesn't know your team members; they know you. So if there's something wrong, they would blame you. They they wouldn't blame the team. So those things are a little bit high. Uh, I mean, hard to manage. It's stressful, but yeah, I mean, I love it. It's interesting. Yeah, no, that's really great. And I can completely relate to the, the whole hiring process and to keep people motivated and 
And, and, uh, and God forbid, eventually some of the team members will either leave or you need to help them to leave. And, and that's all just part of the entrepreneurial growth journey uh, and their journey as well. So it's fun to work with others, much more fun than to be uh, a solopreneur. Uh, I also spotted yeah. on one of your other videos some things where you can post your jobs on any of the platforms such as like uh, UPad, Fiverr, etc. So like where you can sell your skills. Is that something you're working with? Uh, I don't do that, you know, but uh, if someone is just starting, I really recommend them to do it because there's already a community of people there so you can attract new people. Uh, so the reason I don't do that is that I get like my leads from my content and I also get some referrals. So I, I, I was, it's a little bit of something else that uh, to position myself, for example, you can't get like very high payments from those platforms. That's why I don't like to be there. But if someone is just starting, for example, if I would be just starting today, I would I would definitely sign up to those platforms as well. Cool, cool. Uh, boys, more questions? Um, well, you mentioned watch time versus views. Like in YouTube, which which things do you think are the most important to, to keep track of? You mean to increase your watch time? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, to increase your watch time, first thing you need to do is to always, like, when people watch your videos, for example, especially my videos, all of them are educational videos, so it's kind of boring. People, like, would watch it for a few minutes and get <laughs> bored. So what you have to do in those types of videos to keep entertaining them with some stories, with some B-rolls or animations, or I might add some emojis on the, for example, on the video. So if you are producing other type of content, which is not so educational so what you can do is to also like uh, you have to find some ways to keep people like for example entertained or keep them like refreshing for in each two three minutes what you can do also is to promise them an extra bonus at the end of the video so they know that they would get something so yeah what i focus on is first of all to attract their attention then you have to keep providing them with value so they can like stay watching and what i mean by value is not just to teach them something for example if they are just wasting some time to get entertained that's value as well if you are helping them to do that yeah, entertainment value. Yeah, exactly. How do you feel about something we had a very recent podcast guest talking about partnerships? Uh, you remember uh, Mr. Wallace from uh, the US, he spoke about partnership and strategic partnerships. How do you find working, for example, in some kind of partnership with Gary Vee? Uh, sorry, I didn't get your question. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about like partnerships. So like working with others, How 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 do you find that? Do you like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the things that currently I'm focusing on. For example, I'm collaborating with one of my friends. Uh, his name is Jason, and I met him on LinkedIn again. So, you know, partnerships are really great because you will get a bigger audience. Yeah. You will get, like, uh, for example, more creative ideas because now you are two people. So, especially, like, if you don't have a big audience space, so when you can partner with different people, you will be cross-promoting your content uh, with each other. So I definitely recommend you to do that, you know, 
for example, I collaborated with Jason recently and currently we are launching a book together. It's a playbook for Facebook advertising. Great. That's one of the things we are doing together. And the other thing is that we are promoting each other's services to our clients. We are sending referrals to each other. So, you know, it's a win-win to both sides. So, uh, both sides. Okay. It's, yeah. it's like uh, my little brother Charlie over here. He's on his uh, Minecraft YouTube channel that he started recently. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been growing very fast simply because they're two people and they're just working yeah. all the time, posting high quality videos. Yeah, And he, I think he started the channel, but you're doing a lot of the editing. Now we started it together. And yeah, and um, basically like his friend, he's got, he's got a really big Instagram, I believe. Yeah. So he's, he's channeling content in and Charlie's creating a lot of videos and they're doing streams. And um, since they're working together, they can create more content. Yeah, more content and get more people watching as yeah. well. So yeah, what, was, yeah. what, what are some of the top tips that you picked up in terms of like personal branding from, from uh, around yourself? Any other top tips for, the, for our audience? Yep. So the first thing is to, I know it's a cliche term a little bit. Everyone is saying it and no one is keeping it. But, Go for it. Uh, you have to be authentic, you know, and yeah, uh, I mean, when I say that you have to be authentic, you don't have to fake your story or something. Else. Just put yourself out there. So, for example, I have a client who I help him with a, with content strategy. He mentioned last time that he's an immigrant as well. And he mentioned that I'm afraid to share my story because people would be scared from me. And for example, the, those are the things that people get it wrong. You don't have to be scared from something. I mean, we all have those stories. Just put yourself out there and people would relate to it. Don't hide your character, for example, by thinking that the audience won't like it. Okay, you, uh, all of them won't like you. But, you know, <laughs> if you have some group of audience that are loyal to you, it's enough to grow. So one of the things is to keep yourself authentic. And the other thing is to engage with other people's content as well. So for example, you might go on LinkedIn and start commenting and sharing your two cents on different posts. This will help those people's audiences to see your comment. And if it's thoughtful enough, they will start following you. And the, for example, they might also come back and engage with your content, which will increase your organic reach. This is one of the things that I do a lot as well is to engage with other people so I can build my community leveraging their audience. And uh, also when it comes to personal branding, I highly recommend you to like, attach yourself to different successful people for example you can for example you hosted someone as a guest on your guest on your podcast you might just publish that piece of content so people would like connect you with that person in your niche and this will help you to build your credibility in the market i know a lot of people for example they might go to a, to random events and they might meet some celebrities there, they would publish that piece of content and start boosting it on Facebook specifically to the audiences of those people. So mm -hmm. this will help people to connect you with those experts and it will help you to build your credibility in the market. Yeah. So we, we expect a big spike in, in Armenia later when this uh, episode goes live with, with, through your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Right. So uh, tell us more about, you have also tried uh, podcasting. How did you find so far? And tell us more about your podcast. Yeah. So, you know, my podcast is going very well. It's not, uh, so I use it like just for my existing audience. I don't consider it as a channel that brings new audience to me because uh, 
I mean, for me, I just interview some guests and for example, I might not have any new guests for weeks. It's not something that I prioritize, but uh, I spend a lot of time on it just to warm up my existing audience and provide them with additional value. So my main source of traffic is LinkedIn and I use podcasts to just engage with this audience and provide them with additional value. So then when I start selling them something, they would like already have enough value from me and they would consider buying something from me. Perfect. Any other platforms for podcasting that you like more than the others? Which ones do you prefer? I mean, the actual uh, You mean to listen podcasts? Yeah, so... Uh, do you mean... Like I, iTunes or, or Android or how, how do you... Where do you have your stuff? Where do you post your stuff? Okay, yeah. So basically, I like Apple Podcasts. Yeah. I prefer Apple Podcasts because I'm an iPhone user, but uh, one of the places I also enjoy listening to podcasts is Spotify. All right, cool, perfect, perfect. All right, uh, who has been your favorite guest, if you have had any guests so far on your podcast? Yeah, so my favorite guest was my first guest on my podcast. Yeah, he was my first guest, Mark Metry. So... You know, the reason that I enjoyed that episode the most was because my first guest that I am having, first of all, and the other thing that is that his story is so similar to me. He right. was, again, born in the Middle East and immigrated to the United States, was starting from zero, and currently he's a best-selling author. So, yeah, the reason I enjoyed that episode specifically that his story was so similar to me. He's my favorite guest. You know, all of them, I mean... Every single episode that I did, I learned something from it. Uh, the reason I like podcasts is that in the first place, you are learning new things from those guests yep. because yep. all of them have different stories. And the other thing is that you are attract attracting their audiences to you because uh, you hosted them. And the third thing is that you are providing additional value to your existing audience. So, I mean, it's it's very great. I mean, it's it's no brainer for someone to not do it. Yeah. I find the the podcast to be a great door opener. Uh, I'm not afraid from like a sales point of view to, do, to reach out to many people, but uh, the podcast for, especially for people who don't have a podcast yet, consider having in one just so that you can call on people or message people and invite them to your podcast. It does allow quite big names uh, if you dare to ask them because people are usually quite open to share. And also, if you help them by, for example, think about, uh, we have many guests who've done, where I've reached out to them. I know that they've got a book coming out or something else. Mm -hmm. I know that they would like to publish it and spread the word. So that's why we had some of the guests very much matched and coordinated with their book launch or something else, product launch. We're not using this to sell to other people, but just to help them to reach a bigger platform. So have you done something like that or would you consider it? Yeah, so I mean, I always do some outreach campaigns for my guests. Yeah. I'm, I'm, maybe 90% of them are, I mean, we are connected through my outreach. So, you know, it works like even though if you think that this person is so big and he might not answer you or do those things, I mean, sometimes you, you would be getting surprised that they would immediately answer you and say, okay, I would like to do it because at the end of the day, they are promoting themselves as well. Yeah. And it's a win-win for both of you. So actually, definitely, I mean, 
I also I always do that. Some people would reject you, and that's okay because they would be busy with doing something. But yeah, you will get a lot of results from there. Um, most of my guests are, I mean, came from my outreach campaigns. Yeah, I find it's great with any kind of like social media, for example, YouTube and podcasts, where you can build a bank of content which people can consume and you have no idea when they will pick up like a certain episode for example yeah um, right boys uh, so, sometimes the views start rolling in months and months after like i had one one video on youtube that was a specific lift that that is still just generating views and views all the time like if, if you look at which videos i'm getting views from on these little charts in youtube studio it's like that one just keeps giving me views all the time. It's, it's more than a year old. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. That's that's what I like about search engines. You know, YouTube is not a social media. It's search engine. And it's the second largest search engine after Google. And it's to Google as well. So that's why if you have a really good content and it's keyword optimized, you will be still getting traffic for years and years because people are searching for it and they will start seeing it again and again. That's what I like about Google. Yeah. and uh, youtube because on social media your content like maximum about a week or two it will start dying and no one will start seeing it true true question Charlie. i don't have a question right now all right uh in that case i would love to ask you what does invest in you mean to yourself the podcast name um yeah so invest in you awesome that's a Great question. Uh, so yeah, for me, investing in me is to continuously learning because I mean, the more I learn, the more I know that there there's still a lot of things that I don't know. I learn daily like new things related to different topics, different stuff. So for me, investing in you would mean like to just continuously learning. I would relate it somehow to self-development as well investing like in different stuff and also investing in your health as well because at the end of the day you need energy to like keep doing those things cool you like the sound of that yeah and um which uh, have you been working in many different locations before uh you mean like uh, working for someone else in companies for example, yes. So my question is, what has been your favorite office to work from? Oh, yeah, actually. Uh, so in my professional career, I just worked in one company and it's the same company. So that when I came in Armenia, I didn't know anything about marketing. I went to one of the companies here and I told them that I would be voluntarily working for you for six months so I can learn everything about marketing. Great. And after doing that, they promoted me to become the head of marketing in the same company. And I worked there for three and four years. And after that, I already left and started my own business. So that was the only company I worked in. And, you know, of course, it's my favorite place because it was the place I started like my professional career. Perfect. And uh, for people who find you or your content or ideas interesting, how can people follow you or connect with you? What's your like, favorite platforms where people can find out about you, you personally? Yeah. yeah, I'm mostly active on LinkedIn and Instagram. And also, if you would like to listen to my podcast, it's available on all podcasting platforms. The name is The Perspective Podcast with Manu Viragosian. So yeah, if you would like to follow my content, LinkedIn would be the best place. 
Absolutely great. Any last words from Shirley? Thank you for being on our podcast. Perfect. Any last word for yourself, Manu, to the audience all over the world? Uh, yeah. So thank you too for having me, guys. It was really a pleasure to be with you. So oh, no. words to the audience. Yeah, yeah. I will close in yeah. Well, uh, the dog's <laughs> saying in the background that he's also enjoyed listening to the podcast live. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, to the whole world's audience, thank you so much. And we always appreciate you tuning into our content uh, to be continued. Thanks for this time. Thank you.